and welcome to another episode of I Heart Geek. These the, Satomi, you're a rock star. I'm Dub, and I'm with Satomi, and she's once again being a rock star and bringing in the most awesome people in the world. Tell us who you brought in for us today. You know, Dub, you're. I'm going to take that rock star moniker because I do have the absolute <laughs> most amazing friends on this planet. Today, I am so excited to introduce to all of you to, um, she's an actor, a playwright, a writer, an editor, a Marvel Cinematic Universe super fan, and a three-time cancer survivor and award-winning playwright of the Pink Hulk. Ladies and gentlemen, I am so proud to present to you the incredible Miss Valerie David. Welcome, Yay! Valerie. Hi, thank you. Thank you. So I'm so honored to be here. So right off the bat, you wrote a play called Pink Hulk. We need to hear about the Pink Hulk. Can you tell us what what, what is the Pink Hulk? The Pink Hulk is, um, the tagline is one woman's journey to find the superhero within. And I am a three-time cancer survivor and just got another clean bill of health. Um, yes. I had, uh, yay! Um, uh, years ago, I had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma stage three. And then 15 years later, I was diagnosed with stage two uh, breast cancer. And then when I was doing the pink pulp, the morning that I was walking into the theater to open the show in Portland, Oregon, I got a call from my oncologist that I indeed had uh, stage four metastatic breast cancer oh. that spread to my bones. So uh, the show must go on. And I didn't let it stop me. And I did the show that night and I did the whole run. And it's all about empowerment, the show, um, and all about finding that inner superhero, not just to fight back cancer, but any adversity in life. Mm -hmm. So I put on the superhero cape. And even when I was diagnosed with stage four, I still had uh, pink Hulk performances in other states. And I kept going. And what really struck me this time around is that I actually uh, knew that I had cancer. So this wasn't a surprise when I had stage four. I actually was at a writer's retreat. And uh, for a new show that I was developing that I'm doing as well called Baggage from Baghdad about uh, my father's journey from Iraq to America. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting there and I had these chest pains and I was like, something's not right. And I was in Connecticut looking at these beautiful mountains riding and I said, you know what? Something's not right. So I called my uh, oncologist and I said, you know, I have cancer again. And she's like, oh, I'm sure it's a pulled muscle. I'm like, nope, it's cancer again. And indeed it was. So it is all about, you know, empowerment and patient advocacy, the show. And it's, mm. I've done it all over. Uh, in, it's been in more than 40 festivals. I have 23 different cities, four different countries. I just came back from Iceland. And the thing about the show is that it's really identifying with audiences, not just in America, but overseas about how we all have inner superheroes inside of us to fight wow. any adversity in life and to never, ever, ever give up hope. And so five months after I started just oral treatment, I have no evidence of disease. Oh, that is awesome. No evidence of disease. So, so everything, uh, even the lesions that were on my chest and rib cage and the bones, 
there is no trace of it. That so, that is so amazing to hear. That is, uh, I'm I'm not you know, I'm not going to tell tales out of school, but I know there's a lot of people that are on the show that are being indirectly hit by cancer right now. So yeah. I would really like to hear how do you keep that positive mindset? I mean, both as the person that's going through it and the people that are going through it with them. I mean, yes. it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's been such an incredible journey because I will be honest with you, Dub, in saying that, you know, when I was diagnosed while I was performing the show, I have to say my own show helped me mm-hmm. um, to get through this and it's helping so many people because um, I, I Gilda's Club, which is now called the Red Door Community, I do a workshop every month with cancer patients and survivors. And the show has become more than just a show. Um, I do talkbacks after the, the shows with the audience and Q&As. And there are so many people who come up to me afterwards and saying that you're giving me so much hope because, you know, if I can do it, you can do it. And, and I really, truly believe that, that if we can believe in ourselves and get the right support team, there's nothing that we can't do. And I'm living proof that this mm. can happen. And with the, with the medications I'm on, there's so much breakthrough medicines and breakthrough uh, treatments that cancer doesn't have to be the scary thing it was or a death sentence that this could have been 10 years ago without all of the advanced medication and advanced research. And so I feel that with the show, I can become uh, the pink Hulk, the superhero to say, I'm here for you. I'll pull you from the other side. Hmm. You know, I'll pull you through that dark tunnel into a tunnel of light. And I truly believe that. And it's just been such a, such a journey. Uh, I, there's one story in particular where I was doing the show at the Baltimore Fringe Festival and I saw this woman in the front row and she didn't have hair and I, I knew she was probably in treatment and the things that I was saying to the show was funny too because it's also about my quest to search for love so you have to see if I have a happy ending and um, <laughs> and so uh, Satomi has seen the show so she, she knows and um, so you know it's all about like when when I was losing my hair, you know, the first time uh, with um, lymphoma, I, I, you know, it was really, really hard for me. But then when I was getting chemo again for breast cancer, this time I made a party out of it. And I had a head shaving birthday party mm. at the salon. And this is all in the show. And, um, and the woman, um, the hairdresser put my hair all in ponytails. And everyone came up to me all my friends had like 10 friends and they with me and they started hmm. cutting my hair and and having the locks of hair with me which I, I can show you I have um and so then they all gave me a wish when they cut my hair and they kept the locks of hair and then a year later uh we had a birthday party and they brought the locks of hair back uh, to celebrate wow free and I have I can I could grab them for you if you'd like I have the I have them um and it was just such an incredible journey and so with this woman in the front row I I I, I could see her when I had that segment you know shaking her head like you know what instead of my hair falling out I'm going to uh shave it off before it falls out so ha 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 gotcha and so um so 
after the show and, you know, it's all about empowerment and, you know, getting the right team and doctors and the right support network. And this is all in the show. Um, she came up to me and she said, you know, I'm battling breast cancer and your show is inspiring, inspiring me to fight my own cancer. And then four mm. months later, she started radiation and she reached out to me and she said, you know, Valerie, I'm starting radiation today and I'm thinking about you and your show and I want you to send me your whole colors. So it was just oh. such an incredible, you know, so incredible to be a part of her journey. And um, she had a Facebook live where she had her last treatment and you ring the bell um, at the hospital to say, I, this is it. And all the nurses cheer. And I watched it on Facebook live from New York. Uh, and, you know, we've been friends ever since, but, you know, it's, it's really been impactful helping um, like a husband came up to me and said, you know, seeing your show, it made me understand what my wife was going through where maybe she couldn't communicate because it was hard for her. And then I did the show in Sweden where English is not their first language. And uh, people were saying that, you know, even, even in, you know, in, uh, in another country, it translated. Mm. And I got the WOW award in uh, the Gothenburg Sweden French Festival. So it's not about the awards, but it, it was a testament to the fact that yeah. the show is, is really relating to people and identifying with people. Well, and it's is, funny too. It's funny. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of humor. So, well, I think, I think part of what's going on with your show, cause I, yes, I, I did see it. And I actually was, um, we spent time together when you had been diagnosed the third time and we're still performing and we're, and was in the process of, of rewriting your show to include this third time. You had not even beaten the third time yet. And you were like, you were you were furiously writing at it. And I, I think what makes it so powerful, and I highly recommend if Valerie is ever near you um, doing the show to go see it, um, is that even though it is your journey through cancer, uh, I think one of the reasons that it resonates so deeply is because it cancer becomes sort of this umbrella of adversity. Because we've all, you know, Effie, we all got pain. And I don't mean that in a, in a dismissive yes. way. I mean, like, literally, we all have pain and we all have, we all have mountains that are larger than we've ever climbed before. And uh, watching your incredibly inspirational story, and of course, channeled through you, who are, you are just one of the most delicious people I know. <laughs> Valerie and I came up actually in an, uh, over at MTB studio, an acting studio in New York mm -hmm. together before either one of us um, had come to the accomplishments that we have now. And um, I remember watching her in class and she was just one of the most sincere, like, you just she got up there and you're like I love you. I, go ahead, say whatever you want. I love you, and she, in her show, channels that so beautifully. I, <laughs> um, <laughs> that it's watching the show is just part of the experience is getting to bask in this incredible heart. Yeah, and you know how some people walk into a room and you just feel held by them. 
I was going to say that. Yes. Uh And we're not even in the same room. (laughs) You can feel it, right? I'm I'm pulling my cape on you and I'm I'm, I'm hugging you with my cape. (laughs) It's like super, super amounts of positivity that it's it's really amazing. You're You're talking about some pretty deep stuff there. And I'm like, and I'm like sad and happy. And yeah, you just have a really amazing presence like that. Wow. Yeah, um, and that's that's the thing too is that, um, and and I'll and I'll be honest with you, uh, I was afraid at first to reveal that I had cancer, you know, and and it really it was a huge decision because I was worried that so I was a two time cancer survivor when I wrote the show, and now I have cancer again, and yeah. so what do I tell the audience? Like I'm supposed to the show is supposed to be this inspiring, empowering show. And it's like, well, I, I have cancer again. And this time it's stage four. Ooh, uh-oh, you know. But I remember um, the woman um, um, who helped me do the new endings, um, she said to me, you know, are you the pink hole? And I was like, yes. She goes, well, you've got, if you're the pink hole, you've got to show all the colors of the pink hole. And you have to, you can't do this show without revealing what's really going on in your life because you've got to be truthful and you, you've got to do this or else don't do the show. You know, she's like, you you either do this or you don't. And so it was really, really tough for me to have to admit to the audience before I found out that the stage four was no trace of it. And I remember I, I introduced it in Virginia Beach, which is where I grew up, and nobody knew except for my family, and they were all in the audience. And so, you know, when I finished the last line, which is not my color is bright pink, I said to the audience, well, there's something I've got to tell you. And the whole audience, you know, and I said, you know, I said, I was recently re-diagnosed with cancer, but I am going to reactivate the superhero within and I said, just like I fought it the last two times, I'm going to fight mm. it again. And then the last lines were like, the pink hulk persists. The pink hulk uh, exists. Stay tuned. And then this puff of pink smoke like came wow. and it was like the audience went, ah! and everyone was <laughs> crying. And they were like, I didn't know you had cancer again. Oh my gosh. And then 10 days later, I found out that it, the medicine worked. And then I had to call everyone and go, I'm okay now. I'm okay now. (laughs) Everything's fine. And so then I had to rewrite it again to say, you know, um, there's no evidence of disease. And the Mm. last line of this third ending is never, ever, ever give up. And so it it was such a journey. And, you know, it was like, ah, so, um, but, but now, you know, it, I, you know, I, I'm, and I'm not going to sugarcoat this and be like, Oh, I was always happy. And I mean, yeah, everything is great. Cancer is fun. Um, you know, that, you know, like, wow, I recommend it for everybody. You think COVID's great? Try cancer, you know? So, um, and, and so, um, so that's why, you know, it's, uh, it means so much now to have this adversity. And even with the pandemic, what we're going through, I never stopped performing virtually. Um, and, People were saying, you know, even th- with this time, you know, there, there's so much going on in our you know, world that we, we need hope more than ever. So that's why, you know, I'm doing the show and I do have in-person performances and we can talk about that later that I, I just booked. 
um, for Manhattan's. And, and in Iceland, I just came back and did in-person performances mm -hmm. and got an award there as well, the Act Solo Award. So I was really honored and a shout out to the Reykjavik Fringe Festivals uh, Festival. And I, that's what I've loved about the festival circuit is that I really developed the show, uh, mm -hmm. go, you know, doing the show in a planetarium and then my favorite venue was a hotel room, <laughs> and, um, and and I I I, I uh, entered the the hotel room from the bathroom, starting my show, and people <laughs> sat on the on the bed watching the show. I mean, you know, it sounds a little lascivious, but it, it was really just. <laughs> and it's like, what else does big folks do? But um, but you know, well, I've, I've done, seen the show. It could be. Yeah, you see it. Yeah, that's true. You've seen it. Yeah, and so um, and that's what I loved about the festival doing it. You know, in an art gallery, um, doing it. You know, as I said, in a plant, in the old planetarium, yeah. and a, a a small theater, a big theater of. Uh, you know, 700 seat theater, a 2000 seat theater, uh, you know, uh, 10 people in a hotel room. So it's, it's really had such a journey. And I think that, you know, uh, it's, and, and, and I want to stress that it's a show, not just about cancer. You know, mm -hmm. I had someone from Iceland, uh, um, message me that he said, you know, I was so depressed because my girlfriend broke up with me and I, you know, and I saw your show and I felt better, you know, and, <laughs> and then I had two friends that say, I don't like my job and I'm going to quit because your show inspired me to live hmm. life on my own terms. <laughs> so they both started their own business. Wow. So, um, yeah, so it's, it, it goes beyond the show and, and, you know, doing the talkbacks and I do workshops with, uh, improv exercises and writing exercise. So the pink hole has become a crusade and a mission, um, not just yeah. the show in performing. It's now, know, being part of the community. You named the pink Hulk after a Marvel character. And about that. <laughs> you have a connection. Listen up geeks. Cause this is, this is so cool. So first of all, tell us the story of how you came up with then I happen to know it, but yes, I do. love listening to it. How you came up with the name and then what that connection yes. ended up ended or, or, or was that um, certainly blew my mind. So if you could share that. Yes, with us. yes, absolutely. So the pink hole couldn't be a better name. So why, how this evolved and why it became the pink hole. I'll first you know, briefly just explain the, the actual name. So the pink hole. So um, we know that the ribbon for breast cancer is pink. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I had lymphoma and I didn't know this till I started writing the show and I had lymphoma that their ribbon was green, the lime green mm. of the incredible Hulk. So the pink hole is the both cancers represented, you know, the pink hole. And then what happened was, um, uh, I went to high school with Mark Ruffalo and he has, was my superhero through all the cancers. And, um, and in fact, and why the Hulk, uh, because the Hulk gets his power through his anger, right? He gets angry and then he does incredible things, saving people and, and, and the universe. So when I got cancer a second time, um, I was so angry because I was like, what? I already had cancer. I checked that off and now I have cancer again and a new cancer and a different cancer that, you know, um, at, 
I was worried was going to rob me of my womanhood. You know, it, you know, it's, it, and so when I was diagnosed with uh, breast cancer, cancer the second time, I was so angry that I emailed Mark at like one o'clock in the morning. And I, and I said, Mark, I'm so angry. I got cancer again. And I'm, I'm so angry. I could be the Hulk too, but I would be your pink counterpart <laughs> and didn't know that that's the, what the name of the show was. And he has been my superhero throughout mm. this, um, checking in and I I'm going to make you laugh. Like when I finished treatment the second time for cancer, he gave me, um, an orchid and, um, I killed the orchid, but I saved, <laughs> I saved the, um, I saved the, it, what it was in. And I'll, I'll show you like, uh, I, it was really funny and I, I hope this, I can see this, but when I, when I, you know, finished treatment, you know, he had sent an orchid to my work and here's the orchid and there's me, you know, like with it. And then um, I didn't know that you're not supposed to water an orchid very often. So oh, I like no. drowned it. And oh. so I kept the base of it. And, you know, and I even went back to the the plant store and I was like, I, I just killed a plant that Mark Ruffalo gave me. And then they were like, <laughs> they tried to save it and they gave this, me this little nub. And, oh. um, but it was really funny. So he's, he's been my superhero and, um, and he was actually going to see the show, but he was filming, um, his TV series and couldn't see it. So now I'm, I'm hoping that he'll do that. And we've had such an amazing history together. Um, he just inspires me. And the other thing is why with the Hulk is that in the show, I have a radiation scene and what that's how the Bruce Banner became the Hulk was a radiation mishap. Mm -hmm. So it was perfect to segue the pink Hulk through my own radiation because that changed me. And in, it was so incredible, Dub and Satomi, uh, in the radiation room, the actual radiation room, uh, where you get it, it was the, probably the scariest part for me because you're by yourself. You know, it's like, they're not going to, you're not having someone yeah. hold your hand. You're like, you're in a steel door, trap door with the radiation symbols, you know, saying, you know, like danger kind of thing. And you're by yourself. God. It was, it was, it, you know, with chemo, you could have someone sitting with you and, you know, but. I had someone in the waiting room always waiting for me, but I was by myself. But in the actual radiation room, there was a crisscross of green, lime green rays, mm. just like the Hulk. So I remember, you know, when um, I was getting radiation, I kept thinking about Mark and thinking about the Hulk and getting me through that. And that this, the rays weren't something to fear and they weren't, they were healing me. You know, they were they were transforming me into the fact that it was trying to kill the cancer, not kill my soul. And I think when that happened, it became, you know, like the medication is not something you fear, it's something you embrace because you know what you're doing, whether you're getting chemo or surgery or the radiation, which I had I've had all three that it is something that's healing you. It's not hurting you. Mm -hmm. And and that story of Bruce Banner, it it created him to who he is today. And 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 you'll hear many cancer patients and survivors say that cancer you know helped them become a better person, helped them appreciate life. Uh it in in instead of depleting my life, it's enriched my life. 
I, I, I'm so grateful for the opportunities. You know, here, here, this is a poster from one of the shows, the people I've met. And then, and the other thing, it's not like, oh, I'm the pink folk. I bestow all this knowledge and, you know, inspiration on you. It's not that. It's a two-way street. I am so mm-hmm. inspired by the audiences um, that have given me gifts and, um, you know, bracelets and jewelry. Like, they'll take off. Um, uh, here's my, you know, breast cancer ring. I want you to have it. You know, I had um, all these gifts. I had someone give me pink sunglasses, and now I mm-hmm. use them in the show. So have my radiation wedge that I actually had uh, um in the radiation room, I use it in the show. So, so many of what I had in my cancer journey, I actually use now for my show. Yeah. So it's really been incredible um, to be able to use these things to help me, you know, that, that helped me get through everything. So he's been great. Um, so, and, you know, so let me ask you a question because as the West coaster that I am and a lot of our show is, are you ever on the West Coast? And if not, do you have do you do a video shot? Or is there anything that so we could the rest of the world? Yes. Can do this? Yeah, actually, I did the show in 2018 at um, Whitefire a Theater on Ventura Boulevard in Sherman Right on. Oak. So I and, and I'm hoping to come back. I had such a great time. So I've done the you know, West Coast. I did uh, Portland and Seattle, and you know I I'm going to be uh, refilming it. Um, uh, I, for my Manhattan shows in October. So, um, yeah, so I love the West coast and I did it on the West coast and it was, it was so much fun. And then I also wanted to share, I wrote an article about Mark, uh, years ago. That, oh, right um, on. Yeah. That were in the Virginia pilot. You um, look so young. Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah, this was from when he, uh, um, like from, uh, when he was, uh, in, uh, you can count on me had just come out. So, you know, it's just been, such you know we've been friends for years and uh it was really hard to tell him about the other diagnosis and you know he said to me you know i wish i could be the hulk and hulk this out of you but i say to him you did and i have so many wonderful friends like satomi and a wonderful family that helped me through this and wonderful doctors so you know i definitely did not do this alone and i'm very grateful for all of the friends and family that i have that got me through this I love that you're still so passionate about it. You know, when you when you do a show for a long time, some people lose the magic and some people it just grows and grows and sustains. And that's an art in and of itself mm-hmm. when you're doing, you know, people often ask, how do you do the same show over and over again? And it's like, well, it's not the same show every time you do it. Um, but it seems like your passion has just grown with the show and with the changes and with the exposure and everything that it can do for the people around you, which is pretty, pretty incredible. Yes. Thank you. Yes. I, I, um, you know, I, I have not stopped and I don't want to stop, you know, I, and I don't want any more new endings, you know, that I have three oh. endings for the show and we are keeping it that way. And I've been just really grateful that um, it, you know, since April of 2019 up until last week and even yesterday, you know, every, everything came back fine, you know, uh, all the tests. So it, that keeps inspiring me. You know, it keeps saying, it's a message to say, keep going, keep going, keep going, because uh, I, I don't want to stop. And it's really just been um, 
one of the highlights of my life. And I'm so grateful for all the wonderful audiences I've had and all the connections I've made, you know, through all the cities and the friends I've made. And so it's, it's really been, and I'm inspired by other people's solo shows. Like it's like, it's a wonderful family that Mm -hmm. you really become. And even today, you know, I'm doing a solo show conference it virtually with LA that uh, the Los Angeles women's virtual uh, empowerment weekend, uh, Los Angeles women's theater festival. So it's just, and that's all today and tomorrow. So, you know, I, I just keep going and I'm trying to find new outlets to do the show in in more than just the show, like community engagement activities. Like when I went to um, Sweden, I taught improv to students that were at the university there. And so it's, it's really become such a great thing. And what I love about Marvel is that what I identified most with is that all, all the superhero characters had come from tragedy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Batman, you know, a shout out to DC, Batman saw his parents uh, become deceased, you know, and he became Batman. Uh, Captain America came out of World War II. Magneto uh, came out of World War II. Um, you know, so all, and Bruce Banner came out of the, the mishap in the laboratory. Yeah. So, you know, we know that what comes out of mud, the lotus flower. So I identify with that, that my mud was my cancer, but the lotus flower bloomed into the pink pulp. So that's yeah. why I'm the biggest like superhero geekdom. You know, I, I, I love superheroes because, and even Superman, you know, came out of his, his planet being destroyed yeah. and having to start a new life. You know, his parents sent him to America in a spaceship, you know. Um, so there, so every superhero has a story uh, behind it from when, from once they came. And X-Men are all, the, you know, series are all mutants, but they use their powers to help people. Yeah. You know? So I think that's why I love the superhero genre and why it's called, you know, One Woman's Journey to Find a Superhero Within. Well, while, while we're mixing the superhero metaphor for a second, um, I actually have something I'm going to send you. It's, it's a blue ring. Now, what the blue ring is, it's, it's a Green Lantern thing, and the blue ring is hope. And as long as the, the, the blue lantern is around someone else, he, they take their power and increase it. And I feel like that's you. I'm, yeah, so I'm going to send you that oh, ring because I think you. that you are, you're giving a lot of people a lot of hope. I mean, that's the message that's an empowering. I mean, just in a heavy, heavy way, you know? Thank you. Yeah. And just even like, you know, I, um, in the show, I was allergic to one of the drugs and I knew something was wrong. And, you know, I kept telling the doctor, something's not right. Something's not right. And then they're like, oh, well, I I, I, it's like, I have trouble breathing. Something's not right. So they're like, oh, you know, we'll get you to see a pulmonologist, but it never materialized. So I called the pulmonologist myself and I said, do you have any appointments today? They're like, yeah. I'm like, I'm coming over right now. So I gave myself an appointment and came that day. And it turns out that I was allergic to the drugs and they stopped, you know, one of the drugs. So it's that empowerment that had I not called and said, I, you know, I'm going to take matters in my own hands and say something's not right. 
And, you know, even, um, you know, if you're, and, it, and it's a message to say, if you're not happy with your care, then, you know, switch doctors, you know, mm-hmm. uh, even financially. Um, I remember, you know, and, and I do this at the talk back that I had two outstanding bills of almost $10,000 and that was from the co-pays, right? So, oh, you know, it was state, the insurance company covered thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, but uh, they, um, you know, I had out of pocket about 10,000, you know, so I called the financial department of the hospital and I got it pardoned, you know, cause I said, look, you know, I, I, you've gotten so much money from my insurance company, you know, this is a, a financial hardship for me. And I was like, I don't want a payment plan. I want it erased. <laughs> so, you know, and they erased it. So yeah. it's, you know, Finding those ways to say, even, you know, if some, you know, if, if you're not happy in a relationship, change it. You know, it's all about the power within ourselves, the finding the superhero within to say, I'm not happy. I want to change my life and having the power to do it. You know, That's so self-advocacy, which exactly. is something that is, it's, it's, it's often difficult. It's particularly for women um, because either, well, so it's it's finding that balance where you can truly come at it from a place of um, grounding and knowing what's right um, so that you can be heard versus, you know, flying off the handle so that so that, uh, you know, people push you off. And then, of course, the other side that we off we do hear more often and often about is the shrinking violet and the I'm just going to sit, sit here and, you know, Take, take it because I have no other no other recourse. So that's also so incredibly inspiring about the show is realizing that we do have a voice and there is there is a way to accomplish what you need to get done. It might be difficult. It mm-hmm. might take some practice, but um, I, I think yeah. one of your one of your superpowers is you are you have earned righteousness so there's there's the there's a righteousness that's that's the blustering you know and it's not it's really not truthful righteousness it's just this is you know this is what whatever higher power says so i'm gonna you know fight for this without logic or without um Mm -hmm. you know i i'm not putting it well but there's a feeling behind it whereas yours is no this this isn't right i've looked at it I really, I really have looked at this situation. I'm not being unreasonable and I am going to stand up for what is truly right. And uh, it's a superpower. It's a superpower that you have. I admire that. Thank you so much. And that also too, to push through the fear and the doubts, because you Mm -hmm. also saw in the show that I finished radiation in February, the end of February. And two months later, I was uh, biking in, uh, a 40 mile bike ride after having eight months of treatment. And I had such self doubt that I could, I could complete the marathon of 40 miles with five door bike tour. And I remember, the I night, oh my God. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I could do it now, but then, you know, but, um, I remember, uh, you know, emailing my friends the night before. And I said, you know, I'm not going to finish this. I'm going to maybe do five or 10 miles. And I said, so don't worry about me. Just go on without me and I'll drop out, you know, when, when I get tired. But 
the next morning, my friend told me afterwards, she was like, I knew you could do it. And Doug and Satomi, I hit mile 10. And then I was like, okay, I, I, maybe I can do this. I don't know. It was still that fear. And I said, okay. Then I'm hitting mile 20. And I was like, mm. I'm halfway through this marathon. And then I was hitting mile 30. And I was like, I think I might be able to do this. You know, and then, you know, the last, you know, going the Verrazano Bridge is the last part of it. And it's really uphill. And I remember yes. just, it was like, being at the Libre tar pits, you know, like it was like my yeah. legs were like, go, go. And then you hit this midpoint and then it's downhill and you turn the corner and it's the finish line. And I remember when I hit the midpoint, I just started screaming and I was like, ah, I'm going to do this. I, I'm reaching mile 40. And I was crying. I'm sure people around me was like, this woman is having a meltdown. She's, you know, she's crazy. And I was started going, yeah, yeah, and screaming and screaming. And then when I hit the finish line, I was like, I started yelling to all the volunteers. I was like, I just finished treatment for breast cancer. And they're like, yay. And they're clapping and cheering. But crossing that finish line wasn't about crossing the literal finish line. It was crossing the figurative finish line of I beat you cancer. And it, you know, and I will continue to to run you down, you know. That, and that so is amazing. It was just that was like one of the most that was probably one of the highlights of my life because yeah. I didn't think I could do it. I honestly didn't think I could do it. But I had my friends behind me and in front of me, like you're like a, a wolf pack, like keep going, keep going. And it was just, it was one of the most triumphant times of my life, you know, because I didn't think it was going to do that. So you, it's also about pushing through that fear yeah. and self-doubt that we, we all have, we all continue to have. You know, I, I have my, my not so good days. Yeah. You know, I have days where I'm just like, you know but you just have to push through it yeah and, um and keep going and then and knowing and you know and i did do a bike marathon where i crashed you know a, you know a couple of years later mm -hmm. but you know but okay you know get back on the bike and start doing it but that bike race you know uh right after you know finishing all that stuff and that was really a triumphant moment and that's what i share with the audience yeah. and share with whoever sees it that you know it's like that little engine that could i think i can i think i can i think i can and then you do it wow. and you know not without a lot of help and love now valor you have just an inspiring story this is amazing i'm gonna cut you off though because i want an excuse to come to bring you back so yes. I, I have a feeling there's a but lot I, more to talk about yes but i do want to share uh, my Wonder Woman doll. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Yay. This Linda is Carter. circa 19. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I want to show you, she's got, it's the original doll. That oh, has very cool. The lasso. And, you know, and I, I love, you know, I know she's DC. She has a Marvel heart. <laughs> but, uh, and I love, I love all superheroes. So I wanted to share that. And my hair 
looks like this in the morning also like her hair but this is the linda carter (laughs) doll that i wanted to end that we all have superpowers and and we all have uh a superhero inside of ourselves you know that's outstanding yes yes so can you you. let can you let everybody know where to find you and yes thank you and thank you so much for having me Um, oh thank you for uh, coming on thank you it's a pinkholdplay.com uh, my handles on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter are at Pinkle Play. I have performances coming up in Manhattan, October 27th, 28th, and 30th. That will be on my website at the Cell Theater mm-hmm. um, that I'm very excited about. So, you know, um, you know, follow me and friend me. And I want to thank Satomi and Dub for having me on this show. It's an honor. And uh, I just, you know, I know you're a big Green Lantern fan, right? You know, and, <laughs> oh, I, yeah. and I thank you for the gift that you're going to be sending. And I, you know, and I know um, that uh, Satomi, you know, loves Doctor Who, you know, so <laughs> and, and uh, um, so, you know, I, I, I'm with you in the superhero uh, land. And I, I know, you know, we all have our, our favorites. We all love them and we all have our favorites, too. So thank you so much. Um, well, thank and, thank and, you for yeah. coming on. It has it's been thank an honor you. on our side completely. So thank you. Check out Valerie's stuff. Until next time, I'm Dub with Satomi and Valerie. Keep on keep, geeking on, guys. And we'll catch you next time. You have been listening to the latest episode of the iHeart Geek Show. Make sure you visit our website at www.iheartgeekshow.com. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you check us out on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And keep on geeking on to all of you geek rock stars.